0: In a world ruled by the dead, we are finally forced to start living.
2: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Fear the Walking Dead on the Walking Dead TV podcast. We're rolling with a skeleton crew this week due to technical and personal difficulties. I'm Jim and Joining me tonight is Mr. Aaron Newworth. Hey. And we're here to talk. Oh, and Fonzie, evidently. And and we're discussing. episode titled jd the latest episode of the fear the walking dead uh was episode or season six episode 11 13 13 yeah i always oh i'm sorry uh, this is episode 312 by the way because it is. for some reason that's very important to keep track
0: of so we have well, to know, know.
2: <laughs> why count it if it's not important right exactly so uh this episode was uh june and dwight focused and we get to meet john dory's dad pretty pretty cool a pretty good episode. It was a little, it, you know, it's funny we had like uh, last week the ending was super depressing, right? Mm-hmm. This week the ending kind of depressing, <laughs> a little hopeful, but a little more hopeful, yeah. So it's not as as much of a punch in the gut as it was last week. So
0: and with uh, the and Keith Carradine not only a guest star but like added to the cast.
2: He was in the credits. Yeah, and he's in he's in Morgantown now. No spoilers for the end of the episode we're about to talk about, but yeah, he's mm-hmm. made it to Morgantown so. That's awesome. We get to see Keith Carradine and Lenny James doing scenes together. Pretty sweet. But uh, this episode uh, is uh, somewhat more June-centric, I guess. And there's a bunch of Dwight and uh, and, uh, Shelly in it, too, though. Um, We start off the episode with uh, June walking back to, uh, I keep calling it Morgantown. I know they have a different name for it, but for me, it's Morgantown because, you know, Morgan runs Morgantown. I like like Morgantown. I'm good with that. (laughs) Uh, but, but Morgan's waiting there for him, and I noticed also in this episode. By the way, this episode is directed by the actress uh, Aisha Tyler. You know, you might know from Archer or a bunch of other things. Um, there were a lot of transitions where they focused on a zombie, and then mm-hmm. panned out to a uh, you know to someone else, or they would start with a zombie being uh, you know hit in the head or uh, you know knifed in the head, and then pan out to the scene or whatever. She uses that transition a bunch in this episode, and I thought that was interesting.
0: I noticed that too, yeah. There's a lot of uh, the debtor here, might as well use them, kind of an attitude going on. Why not? Uh, mm-hmm. she
2: wants to get she wants to come back and check out Grace. Make sure Grace is okay. But Morgan blames June for not being there for Grace. Uh, when she needed him or her most and he's pissed and he won't let her in. Um he says, you know, you did you did the one thing John didn't want you to do and, uh, you know, kind of hits her below the belt on that. And he's like, yeah, he's not going to let her in because she abandoned Grace. And he is still, I mean, he's still wounded and hurting from what happened. last Yeah. Episode. I mean, yeah, he's, got a, he's got a lot he's dealing with. For it's sure. a lot. So June turns around and walks away. And as she's walking away from the town, uh, we get an aerial shot of the road. And written on the road in big old letters is the end is the beginning. Um, it was a cool shot. Um, mm-hmm. from way up high and Dwight's there. And, uh, oh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself. She starts to, um, um, go through her papers and looking for a map or whatever and trying to figure out get her bearings. And she yeah. sees, she sees John Dory's letter in there that he wrote to her and she hasn't opened it. It still is, is in her pocket unopened. And, uh, then she, uh, she looks at it for just a minute and then puts it away and then Dwight shows up. Uh, and Dwight's like, you know, why aren't you back sitting at the hospital? You know, why aren't you back in Morgantown? And, um, she, uh, June blames herself, um, for John, or for Grace, because she didn't listen to John. Mm-hmm. Um, she kind of, you know, thinks Morgan might be right and that she feels kind of like she let, you know, everybody down in every way possible. And, uh, Dwight's trying to talk her out of that. And, uh, and, and Shelly is there too. And um, as they're talking and trying to figure it out, somebody starts shooting at them, and they hide behind a, uh, a a car. And she does a neat little trick that she probably learned from John, I would imagine. She um, they, they're shooting out the windows of the car. She grabs the the rearview mirror that's sticking out from the car, mm-hmm. puts it up so she can see through the broken window. And whoever is shooting is a really good shot because she he shoots he or she shoots the mirror like right out of her hand yeah and that got me like wait so who's this good like i was just like <laughs> it's like what's this gonna be now where are we going with this oh well, i'm sorry i forgot to mention they decided that they were gonna uh, try to look for hill who was virginia's second in command thinking he might mm-hmm. know um you know something about uh the end is the beginning people because you know he was their second in command maybe he has some intel on them because they had been scoping them out for a while and this is when they get start started to get shot at um, there are walkers coming down the road as well follow, attracted by the um the gunshots uh, Shelley and Dwight uh, start taking out the walkers and June runs up the hill to follow uh, whoever tried to shoot them because they think it might be hill and she finds a an, a, an rV and it's locked That's always strange. nice seeing an RV in the walking dead
0: universe yeah. it feels like it feels like the nostalgic touch of an rV <laughs> you remembering
2: uh, Dale of course <laughs> yeah um, she... she old Dale. Old Dale in his RV. Old complaining Dale. <laughs> <laughs> um, she goes in and, uh, she has to break in the window. She uses her jacket. She wraps it up, with, uh, the gun in her jacket in her hand. And breaks in the window. And then puts her jacket over the gravid, uh, ragged glass so she can climb in. And she finds... She goes inside and she finds a hand crank light. Um, uh, an old kind... And she finds one of those crazy, what I call crazy person bulletin boards,
0: Uh-huh.
2: where they have like a bunch of, <laughs> um, you know, photos on a map connected with string with things written on them that nobody ever makes. <laughs> but it's like in every minute, it's such a true. But she sees that somebody for a long, long time has been working on this. The end is the beginning uh, crew. And he has a lot of things marked out that they know of that she hit, including Tanktown and stuff like that, that they hit, I'm sorry, including Tanktown and other things like that. And as she's kind of wondering at all this information on the bulletin board, uh, somebody gets to drop on her. And... Uh, Uh-oh. <laughs> turns out she gets met by Keith Carradine. And he's not too happy about somebody breaking his window and running around, rooting around his house. And um, she's like she's, you know, is trying to get information from him, telling him that, you know, they're hunting the same people. She's not part of the end of the, as the beginning people. And he's like, well, they're, you know, they're going to kill everybody. They want to kill every single person. And uh, I, w- I
0: will say, Keith Carradine, He's just the right amount of salty, mm-hmm. you know, you know what I mean? Like he's, uh, he's doing the
2: job. Absolutely. And um, he's his, he says his job is hunting down these, then just the beginning people. June says he missed one of their spots. And he's like, what? I don't I don't believe, you know, he doesn't believe her. And he, she's like, no, you missed the orchard. It's right down here. And she shows him on the map. And he directs her with the gun. He says, take me there. Drive the RV there. So she starts to drive him to the RV, or in the RV to the orchard. And along the way, he starts calling her sweetheart. And she does not like that, because that's what John Dory used to call her. So, she swerves the RV, knocks the old man off his feet, grabs her revolver that she got from John, and puts it to his face. And the first thing Keith Carradine says is, where'd you get that gun? And she said, why am I going to tell you? And he says, because it's my gun. I'm John Dory. Mm -hmm. Commercial break! (laughs) (laughs) I'm the JD on the gun. I'm John Dory. Um, and we cut to commercial, we come back, and Sherry and Dwight are having it out. Um, Dwight explains to Sherry, Shell- I keep calling her Sherry, Shelly, I'm very sorry. Um, I, I confuse it too when I take notes. <laughs> yeah, like, I did. that's why I read it, because that's what I'm reading from my notes, it's Shelly. i got to change that in all my notes so I don't mess it up. Um, Shelly and Dwight have it out. This is a conversation they've been due to have for a long, long time, I thought. And Dwight explains to her how John and June saved his life and gave him hope that if they could find each other, maybe he, you know, could find her. And uh, she says, "Well, I, I'm leaving. I, I came along to, to figure out a way to tell you goodbye because I'm going back to Virginia to kill Negan. I want to get revenge for what he did.
0: So that that, that on the one hand, I'm thinking." So are we going to get this, like, big cross? And then I'm like, no, that's not going to happen. Like it's, like, it's just
2: like a, it seems too broad of an idea to introduce right now. For a second, I thought the same thing. I'm like, oh, wow, this going to cross over. She's going to, it's going to be her and Maggie fighting for the chance to kill me again. And like, mm-hmm. but then, no, you're right. I don't think it's going to happen after all. And we find out by the end it doesn't. Spoiler, Sorry, Jerry. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> So um, we get a great scene with uh, June and John J D senior, uh, JD senior, who I'm gonna we refer to him as Senior from the rest of the episode, uh, talk about John Dory. Um, senior says that he left John when he was twelve, and uh, you know she's like she's trying to explain what, he's trying he's trying to explain to her why he left, and she really isn't buying it. She's just like not getting it, not understanding why he left, he, he, even though he explains that he framed this guy. Uh, Teddy, who was the head of the, uh, you know, uh, end of the beginning guy. And this is the guy that he framed That back when he did the wrong thing for the right reasons that we heard about earlier in the mm-hmm. show, we get confirmation that this is Teddy. This is the serial killer he put away and he framed him to do it. Right. Yeah. So it tore him at him and, uh, he's starting to explain this. And then June realizes that she lost her jacket and that John's letter is in there. The um
0: the introduction or like the I don't know the um expansion on Teddy's character despite we of not seeing seeing him this week uh, I'm very intrigued by all of this I like this sort of past history shared between these two men the idea that Teddy's always been this kind of crazy right end of end of worlder um, I I I look forward to seeing where this all goes in that regard
2: right um they can't start the RV back up. And Senior says, oh, man, we have a stowaway. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a zombie caught in the undercarriage. This is and, a fun scene. And uh, he's trying to get him out, and he kind of cuts his uh, shooting hand. Um, he says, okay, turn over the engine. Just by I tell you to listen to my signal. She doesn't really listen to a signal so much. It kind of runs the engine a little too long. And the zombie's intestines get wrapped around the drive shaft, it <laughs> looked like. That was. Uh, that's definitely the zombie kill of the week.
0: <laughs> that's, that's good stuff. That, that's fun. I like that. The like a a running theme of this year, this season of Fear of the Walking Dead is like cars and other vehicles getting broken down due to too much walker
2: guts in the way. <laughs> Car trouble. The next generation. Mm-hmm. But evidently, the tires
0: that... are stuck. What's happened, walkers? Like it's just it constantly seems
2: to be happening. <laughs> Our radio doesn't work. Goddamn walkers. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> the satellite. What? <laughs> what? So anyway, uh, evidently, uh, whatever happened with the intestines uh, wrapped on the drive shaft or whatever, uh, kind of uh, messed up the transmission, and it's leaking transmission fluid, and so now they they can't drive any further. And the RV it is it is toast, as senior says. Um, we come back to uh, Dwight and Shelley. They're riding. And Dwight warns Shelley that if she keeps pushing her horse, it's going to die. And sure enough, Shelley didn't <laughs> listen, and it falls over. And Shelley, and um, you know, Dwight's like, "I told you, you should let him rest. We'll wait here for a minute and see if he gets up." And she- Shelley just pulls out her gun and shoots the horse. Like mid sentence. Yeah, like like while <laughs> Dwight is saying, yeah, "Yeah, we should wait and see if he's going to be okay." Bam. Mm-hmm. Um, this is uh, when you know she- Shelley explains she's going to go back. To, to Virginia to kill Negan, um, and they get both they both get on Dwight's horse, and as they follow the trail of the road where the you know the RV went, they find June's jacket hanging from a tree. Dwight grabs it. Um, then we get a cool exposition scene with Senior explaining that Teddy's a mortician he put away. He's also the cult leader of this. Like you said, you know it's been going on since the seventies, according to John Dory Senior, um, but he framed him. And the guilt of the framing consumed him, drove him into alcoholism, uh, he was, you know, dubbed a hero, even though he did the wrong thing, and it drove a wedge between him and his family. He was afraid that he was going to, you know, he he thought it would be better to abandon his family than to put them through all that. Um, which, you know, June kind of calls him on and says, you know, that's, that's just, you know, that's, that doesn't make any sense to me. Um, they realize that uh, Hill is at the cabin. Uh, and that's where they have to go to find Hill. And Senior says he can't go back there. But why? (laughs) Because that was the cabin he grew up in that, you know, John grew up in and Mm -hmm. that he, you know, he was with his family there and that was his cabin. Um, but then June explains that Hill has John Dory's other gun. And then that kind of convinces him into going. (laughs) Uh, even though he has to deal with all the, you know, she's like, you know, they belong together. Yeah. Well, (laughs) she explains, you know, look, the man I love is dead, right? The man I married is dead. I left medical supplies sitting on the table of that cabin to save his life. And I never got the chance. And he died in my arms outside that cabin. Yet I'm willing to go back there to save other people's lives. And between that and the the other gun is there. He, um, they talk him into it. And, uh, I wrote this line down, Car- uh, Carradine says, uh, Teddy's as crazy as a, cat- as a cut snake, but he can <laughs> sell an Eskimo snow with that sweet talking of his.
0: <laughs> that's, why, that's why you get uh, Keith Carradine. <laughs> yeah, no <laughs> doubt,
2: no doubt. And you get John Glover to play the crazy guy. It makes total sense. It all adds up. It yeah. does. It's good casting, good thought. Uh, Dwight and Sherry find uh, John-, John Dory Sr.'s RV. And in a, a, an amazing stroke that I wish they would do more on more of on this show, June left them a note telling them where to go. <laughs> How many episodes have we had where people are just lost and they don't know where they are? It could have been alleviated by just a simple note like this, you know? Always leave a note is what I was taught. Yeah, well, so was June. <laughs> so they go to the uh, bait shop, June and uh, John Dory Sr., and she patches up his hand, and they reminisce about John Dory some more. And as soon as he said this line about, well, I think J- uh, John, you know, carved his initials in the, in the back wall of this place. I wonder if it's still back there. And he leads her to the back, and I knew immediately he was going to try to keep, leave her behind, and so he does. He locks her in a closet. Um, June says, you know, hey, he tries to reason with him. He's like, yeah, you know, were, you were protecting your family. You were protecting yourself. Um... You know, this is what that's why you left, and all this other stuff. And mm-hmm. senior leaves her in the closet and walks away. Um, Shelly finds the truck, the one that you know John Dory senior and junior worked on together. And uh, Dwight uh tries to talk her out of going uh back east. Um, uh, John Dory, Do you, Se- oh, are
0: you oh, enjoying sorry. the the this Dwight Shelly stuff? Like, I think it's fine, but it's just kind of like, you know, we just this just feels like we we need a we need a B plot. That's kind of what it felt like.
2: Yeah, I can see where you're coming from there. I I will say that this um, the motivations were clearer to me this episode yeah. than they have been recently. I mean, Shelly's motivations are always kind of murky to me. I mean, Dwight is obviously you know a simp for Shelley, but like um, Shelley's motivations as far as like not wanting to let Dwight back into her life were always kind of murky and not well explained to me until this episode so I appreciated that but I totally get what you mean it's like yeah we need we can't just have that you know these two actors going on we need something else to cut to and yeah I definitely see where you're coming from.
0: Yeah no like on a motivation front I agree with you it, it 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 makes sense as far as why they're doing things they need to be doing it's just, and I, I don't know maybe it's just a uh, way it's presented or whatnot. but it just I don't know it just wasn't it wasn't keeping me as maybe just because I really like the June and, uh, and senior stuff that, yeah. by comparison, it's like, okay, yeah, these two, I get it.
2: Alfred <laughs> and Carradine really do a good job in this episode. They really, um, you know, they acted well off one another. Uh-huh. Um, it was, you know, considering where each of the characters is coming from and going to, I thought it was really well done. Uh-huh. Um, John Dory Sr. by himself goes back to the cabin. Uh, he looks around inside the cabin and kind of has, like, a moments of rem- moment of, of reminisce. Uh, sitting there looking at the end you know, of the TV and sitting on the arm of the couch. Just has like a moment. And then as he walks out, he sees a walker, and he goes to dispatch him with his knife, but Hill gets the drop on him with his own gun. Uh, Senior reverses it, switches it up, and puts the gun to uh, Hill's face and questions him, but Hill really doesn't know anything. Um, it doesn't seem like you know he really has any useful information at all to help them. And then he uh, pushes back, and he tells Hill he's got five minutes to get his shit and get out of here. Hill's like, no, I don't think so. It's under new management. And then they start to fight. Uh, Hill overpowers him, knocks him to the ground. Uh, They start to fight. John Dory Sr. is about to get up and shoot Hill, but he gets stopped momentarily by seeing his son's grave. Mm -hmm. And that minute of hesitation uh, gives Hill the opening to shoot him. It looked like straight through the shoulder. Straight, through, it, was, it looked like it through and through. And then um, Hill gets shot by June. In the face. In the face. <laughs> <laughs> and we see from John Dory Sr.'s uh, point of view, we look up, we see June and Dwight and, and Shelley trying to help him and save his life. Um, they patch up. John Dory Sr., he wakes up. I, it almost seemed like he didn't sleep at all, right? Yeah. To you? Yeah. Like, it was like they patched him up and he laid down and he got right back up. Because when he walks out, um, Dwight and Shelley are just then giving June the ladder and her jacket back. And I was thinking, what, he just laid down and he's okay now? Um, you know, I, I, it just seemed like he should have been asleep for a few days or something, at least, you know.
0: You know, these old timers built to last.
2: <laughs> I guess. I guess so. He was one of the long riders, so we got to give him that, I guess. Um Dwight gives June the letter from John Dory. And then uh, uh, John Dory Sr. and June have another scene together, and he, he explains that uh, he left because he cared about John Dory, but he agrees with June that he was punishing himself. And they ended up punishing his family, and his, his wife and his son, in, in the course of punishing himself. And then he tells June there was one time that he came back uh, in the summer. And he saw John sitting there eating his butterscotch ice cream outside the bait shop. And he looked so happy and content. He said John, you know, had a light about him. And he was worried he was going to put that light out if he had come back into his life. So he turned around and never went back. Um,
0: After that, uh, Dwight... It's nice getting this story, obviously. Like, you know, we lost lost Dillahunt um and you know we all really liked his character so like having his old man on the show it's like it's nice to fill in some gaps let alone have a good casting choice that you know adds and like feels completely fitting uh and yeah no it's just, it's like you know we, we shuffle around the characters a bit and there's only so much you can do sometimes but like the, the what they've done here to kind of give you the the you know the same kind of essence that John brought, just like older mm-hmm. and like I said saltier. Like it's nice, right. it's a nice like way. To, it's a nice direction to go. Let alone the, like the backstory that's now coming with the Teddy thing also. So it's like it's a good way to it's a good pivot.
2: Yeah, and I like the way that kind of um, tied the two characters together. Like you know John became a cop. John Senior was like oh my god he became a cop. I thought his you know his, his old man would have scared him away from that. You know John was such a good shot. He was a trick shot just like his dad. You know, John was uh, also uh, looking for this teddy guy, just like his dad. It seemed like, you know, they set up so many parallels between the two, even though they, you know, he, he didn't have such a large part in his upbringing or whatever. So, But, yeah, it's definitely like a version of that same character, but with different dimensions to it. So it is interesting. Um, I, I liked all the little uh, reminiscences, too, you know, about uh, he always eats butterscotch ice cream and, you know, and all that other stuff. I, I thought that was neat to kind of fill in the backstory there. Mm -hmm. um uh john dory senior june dwight and shelley all have a mini memorial for um john dory uh around his grave and she reads his letter and uh it's a total tearjerker um first of all john dory says he forgave his dad Mm -hmm. which was very specific for a letter to june I thought, but okay, I'll go with
0: it. It's
2: yeah, it's a yeah. plot letter, but um, yeah, sure, it's, sure, it's, no it's still better than the book of Carl. So I was gonna say, it reminded me of the book of Carl. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he credits June with restoring his faith and doing what was right, which is uh, kind of weird because June at the beginning of the episode was telling Dwight that she should have gone with John when he told her to go with him. You know, gotten away from Virginia uh, before you know when she had the chance. And, uh, you know, it's a a good scene. It's a a well-acted scene. Um, Dwight and Shelly have a talk. Um, Dwight and Shelly decides that, uh, she can't say goodbye for revenge. Um, he's like, you know, neither one of us are who we were, but we can be who we are now and start over. So they kind of, uh, you know, reconcile and get back together. Uh, June gives Dwight back his rings. Um... I guess now that him and Shelley are back together and, you know, John Dory's gone. She wanted him to have him back. Mm-hmm. And then back in Morgantown uh, to wrap up the episode. Uh, Morgan meets John Dory Sr. And that's a great scene. Um, he's, and uh, John Dory Sr. kind of explains to him that, you know, these guy, this guy, he's not going to be, be happy until everybody's dead. You know, the guy that they're going after, Teddy. And uh, June and Morgan make amends. Um,
0: Morgan, to back realize, up, to, to back up, real quick, it, it is oh. a good scene as far as Morgan and JD meeting because you know they're they're two cool cats. Like I
2: think we get that. So just, oh yeah, like,
0: just and Morgan like,
2: has such love and respect for his son. It's just like for it's, sure. And Lenny James is so good at showing that kind of emotion without saying it, you know, word for word with expo, with you know exposition or whatnot. It's just you know he's he's a really subtle actor. I really appreciate that about him. You know,
0: just, I you agree, know. but and yeah, the in terms of. The, it's like it's just the way they're delivering that dialogue and yeah Lenny James like just you can see in his face where it's like I was this this man's son was like my best friend and a key reason of how I got brought back to like wanting to you know basically live again mm-hmm. and he's gone now and I'm now meeting his father and there's just like so much there that I just want to like put into this I want to put into like meeting this man in a, you know in, in this, in this in, <clears throat> excuse me like at the same time, I'm like dealing with this grief uh, from Grace and everything. As far as yeah, the yeah. you know the bay, and now it's like finally a little bit of sunshine. Like I can I can I can reflect on this in a different kind of way right now. So it's just, it's just yeah, it's a nice like you know for a scene that's not played up. There's not much fanfare or anything. Just that meeting right there for a character who's now in the cast. Like that's nice. It's a nice like right. moment. And it
2: was a real game respect game moment too. It's yeah, like you sure. know, yeah, you're a badass. I'm a badass. Cool. Let's hang. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, June and Morgan make amends. Morgan realizes, you know, that you know June did what she did, and uh, she can help Grace. So he asks her to please do so, and uh, they end the episode with Morgan just saying, "Let's get to work," and they walk off into the into the town together, and that's the end of the episode. I know my notes aren't as good as Russ's, but I did the best I could. I'm sorry.
0: Your notes are just, there's nothing wrong. It's just there's two of us here. And, there, and, there's, right, no, right. and there's no rich to challenges. So there's no...
2: <laughs> and no snoring from Daryl this week either, so that's cool. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, Mr. Newirth, how many Tobys do you give this episode, J.D., of The Fear of the Walking Dead?
0: I get this a solid three-and-a-half, Toby's. Like, it's not it's not necessarily anything revolutionary, but, I, I mean, the Keith Carradine factor is certainly great. Like, he, does a, he and June, like, share most of this episode doing a great job together. The zombie guts in the car is fun. Uh, you know, the, it, it's... It, it's, you know, it's a sneaky episode as far as it's a lot of setup, but because you're introducing a new character, you know, you're getting away with a lot as far as making it entertaining throughout or whatnot. So, I mean, yeah, it's... You know, for this season... If anything, I'm only lower on it because I really liked the past few episodes so much. So yes, by com- yes. so by comparison, it's just like not quite as strong. But there's nothing necessarily bad about it. It's just like a you know a solid episode. So three and a half toms.
2: Hmm. I keep going. I'm going to go up to four just because I really like the stuff um, with with uh, with uh, with John JD Senior and and June. I, I I'm really glad they kind of more tightly, you know, focused what is going on with uh, Dwight and Shelley because it was always kind of like, it kind of didn't quite connect for me until this episode and They kind of put it all together for me about why she was doing what she was doing, you know, and, and such and where his motivation came from. And I, I really appreciated that about it, too. But I thought Elfman and Karateen really stole this episode and they really played well off one another. So I'll go ahead and give it a four. All but... Right. What do our viewers think? What do the viewers at home think? What do our listeners think, um, over there, Aaron? Do you want to read the Buster's and, or the Tobies? Since I've done everything else, sure, I can do that. But yeah, speaking of, be these, careful. These, There's a Yukiyoshi Sawada in there. I just. Uh, I, I'm re- I'm ready. But
0: uh, okay. yeah, this, speaking speaking of said Tobies and Busters, you can of course uh, every <laughs> week you can you can uh, leave your own ratings uh, for the episodes, your own Toby ratings or Buster ratings when we uh, you know have the Walking Dead proper. Or our, what's the, what's, the world of, what's the world of Walking Dead? Big Mo? Big our Mo. Big Mo ratings, of course, when that show returns as well. Of course. Uh, but that's at, the, <laughs> that's at, of course, the Walking Dead TV Podcast Facebook page, which you can find at facebook.com slash groups slash WTV Podcast, um, yeah. where you can find all the Buster ratings, all the episodes of this show. Uh, the reviews that I write, of course, and just have, you know, plenty of fun interactions because we have a good group over here. A lot of people like to, uh, you know, be involved, post fun things or what have you and talk about the show and uh, with no uh, no real jerks. So that's always good. Yes, it <laughs>
2: is. It's great to have a trollist group.
0: Yeah. But uh, let's get to it here. I'm going to start reading through our Toby ratings for the week. We've got a few here. So first one is from Darren Appel. He writes, five, it's John Dory, but not as we know it's out of five. <laughs> Keith Carradine is one of my favorite actors and was a perfect choice to play J.D. The, there was great chemistry between him and June, and I hope you can stick around looking forward to a scene between him and John Glover. Oh, I guarantee
2: yeah. you're going to get that scene. There's got to be. The way they set this up with those two actors, there's got to be. Okay. Yeah, I bet it's going to be – I bet it's
0: going to be <laughs> – I, um, I already forgot his name. Um, uh, uh, Teddy is going to be driving on the freeway, and then John Dory, of course, is going to pull him over. And he's going to be like, want to get a drink, and then they're going to sit down at a diner, and they're going to talk about their world philosophies to each other. And, <laughs> and, 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 and JD, he's going to be there, and he's like, you know, I like you, and I like what you have to say, but if you, uh, if it's if it's between you and some other some other you know working schmo brother, I'm going to take you down, and then Teddy's going to be like. There's another side of that coin. <laughs> 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 if I get the key and I find the thing that I want to, I'm gonna blow this mother up. That's that's what I think that scene's gonna play like.
2: I'm not. Uh, I'm not. I don't like to use memes in real life, but if I could, I could put. I would put the Captain America meme right here where he says, "I understood that reference." <laughs> <laughs> and we'll just leave it there.
1: there um,
0: the next one is from David David Boo the uh, Third. He writes four JDs out of five, or were there six of them? LOL. This was a welcome return from last week, which confused me the, for the first 10 minutes. Really like seeing something more positive from from Sherry, from Shelly. I'm not <laughs> the only one. I'm not the only one. I'm glad. Thank <laughs> at, you. At, Thank you, at David. The, <laughs> at, at the end, with the reading of the letter, as she simply showed no compassion or feelings to her husband, which was a weird dynamic. Looking forward to seeing more of, of Senior. Well, at least with the, he's on the Senior train already. like yeah, well, He's on
2: that top of that one. That makes sense.
0: <laughs> All right. Let me drink some water.
2: Yes, you need to hydrate for this one. Trust me.
0: Okay, so we got Yukiyoshi Suwada here. He writes five losses and en- five losses ends dealt with out of five. A lot of positive reviews this week, by the way. Yeah, yeah. All right. He's got uh he's got ten steps here. Let's do this. One, you know I didn't think about Hill, but now that June brought him up, I'm like, Oh yeah, that ass is gonna go murk him. <laughs> Two, okay, I was not the only one to instantly think this is John's dad, huh? After we saw a long cop case board, right? Three, I don't think I like Sherry. Ah! (laughs) She just seems just there. Don't know. She's just not working for me. Four, Dwight, I think you need to let Shelly go. She killed a horse, not... The horse, that's what you do. You have to put him down at that point. Anyway, as for her wanting to go kill Negan, I think Maggie would say, get in line, lady. Right. (laughs) Not being against horses, just there's literally no other solution. That's what you do to handle the situation. It sucks. No one's denying that. Uh, Five, so how did June realize Hill was at the cabin? i sure she missed how she figured it out, but for now, it feels like an 80s Batman Riddler answer. <laughs> wow. Six, June knew Dwight would follow her good on her, and that's why you always leave a note. See? That's he knows. Right.
2: <laughs> He's <laughs> down, man. He knows. He knows what's
0: up. Seven, I assume JD was coming back to get June, right? Right? Eight, anyone else notice Hill replaced the door to the cabin? No, I didn't notice that. I mean, it needed a door. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, let's see, JD, what's Teddy planning? Hill, it's big. He's planning on killing everyone. JD, no shit. <laughs> Who the detective here? Hill was not. <laughs> Hill was not doing a good job being on the run. You know, staying in one place where his enemies know about, have to be, and hell have lived at. He was bad. He should have. He should feel bad. He should have died bad. Yeah, it'd be like I don't know hiding a kid still named Skywalker on the planet that his father grew up on while living next door using the name Kenobi. Just a thought. Yeah. <laughs> uh, nine, uh, you, knows we, you knows we all needed this. We never really did get to say goodbye to John since everything kind of happened so fast. We all needed to say goodbye properly and hear that letter. And ten, when June comes back, Morgan really and say, I'm sorry, June, I get you Mourning just as much as Grace's for her baby. Plus, I was being stupid turning away the only person in the state with any personal medical training. Sorry, it's my first community I'm
2: running. <laughs> <laughs> no camp pie this week, though. Wow. Camp pie. I added yeah, it. In. I, we'll put the camp pie in. 40, hear, I'll, I'll add it in Another thing. Excellent. Camp pie. <laughs> Thank you. Now, uh, I think that's about all we got this week. Uh, next week, it looked like it was going to be Alicia being uh, indoctrinated into Teddy's circle there. That looks pretty scary. I feel like
0: for the past couple weeks, we've been saying, this has to be the Alicia episode, right? So... Right. I'm <laughs> finally getting it, huh? Yeah,
2: exactly. So, uh... Well, Aaron, since that closes the book this week, tell us where you can be found all over the interwebs, my friend. Uh, I'm at multiple places. You can find me,
0: of course, writing at entertainmentcom All my previous Walking Dead reviews, as well as my Invincible reviews, and my weekly movie reviews can be found there. I'm on Why So Blue, writing up uh, Criterion Blu-rays. I'm occasionally on Variety. I'm working on some stuff. We'll see what happens, but I recently had a Mortal Kombat uh, interview, which was pretty cool. And, yeah. of course, there's my podcast, Out Now with Aaron and Abe. I co-host that with my friend Abe. We talk about the weekly movie releases. Uh, a lot of fun stuff coming, because summer movie season is upon us. Yeah. Feels and you good. can. And you can find me on Twitter at Aaron's PS4.
2: Awesome. Jim, how about you? You can catch me every week at the Taylor Network of com with uh, Daryl Taylor, Dr. Curtin himself, and professional comedian Donny Salvo. We, uh, every week on Nothing's On, we go through the week's uh, worth of TV and movie news. Uh, last week, we covered all the cancellations and renewals in TV. And we talked about. They got about, rid of uh, the
0: unicorn. I really like the unicorn. I
2: know. I know. But, you know, uh, we we went over, like, every single uh, uh, renewal and cancellation uh, last week. We also talked about Love, Death, and Robots last week, uh, which uh, the new season dropped on Netflix. And if you're sleeping on that, you're really sleeping, because that's great.
0: Oh, you weren't, we also... you weren't
2: just talking about Love, Death, and Robots? There's a show called that as well? produced by david fincher and uh and uh let's see oh we also talked about jupiter's legacy since we all watched that and next week we of course we'll talk more in our uh, shenanigan laced way about the uh, world of you know film and television all the news that doesn't really matter and uh, it's a lot of fun check it out uh also you can catch me on twitch on Friday nights, although it won't be this Friday but next Friday, playing through Mass Effect, the legendary edition, the new version that just dropped. The first mm-hmm. streaming session went really, really well. I had a lot of uh, good feedback. A lot of people dropped by to say hi. Thank you so much. And uh, check me out if you're uh, if you're into the sci-fi, if you're into like romancing aliens and uh, having great science fiction adventures with uh, fresh crisp uh, new graphics and new interfaces and stuff with the new version of Mass Effect. Then check that out. And uh, that's where I can be found as well. So until next week, when there's no more room in hell and the dead walk the earth, remember, we used to sit on the couch and watch Bullet over and over and over every night.
1: To the town Good night, of al who wrote a stranger one fine day Hardly spoke to folks around him Didn't have too much to say No one dared to ask his business No one dared to make a slip Big iron on In this town there lived an outlaw By the name of Texas Red Many men had tried to take him And that many men were dead He was vicious and a killer Though a youth of 24 And the notches on his pistol Numbered one and nineteen more One and nineteen more wasn't long before the story was relayed to Texas Red, but the outlaw didn't worry, men that tried before were dead, 20 men had tried to take him, 20 men had made a slip, 21 would be the ranger with the big iron on his hip, big iron on his hip. There was forty feet between them when they stopped to make their play. And the swiftness of the ranger is still talked about today. Texas red is not cleared leather for a bullet fairly ripped. And the ranger's aim was deadly with the big iron on his hip. Big iron on his hip. When he tried to match the ranger with the big iron on his hip, big Big iron on his hip.